Well, hello everyone. This is Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break. I had a new tagline and I thought I had it stuck to one of my pages and I can't find it, so we'll use it next week. But I will tell you one thing. Homeschool Coffee Break is all about giving you confidence and help you reduce the overwhelm so you know you're doing the right activities to raise your kids up in Jesus Christ. All right, what is today? Today is Monday before Easter. Yesterday was Palm Sunday. We are right in the middle of Holy Week. Well, maybe not in the middle. We're towards the beginning of it. We've been talking for, gosh, two or three weeks about how do we prepare our family, our kids, our own hearts for Easter? How do we really take a step back and not get so tied up in all the activities, all the Easter egg hunts? And I'm not saying, I mean, I don't have a problem with them, but a lot of people do. But let's just talk about this and say, what will you do right now moving forward? It's Monday. We have till Sunday. There are so many opportunities for you to be able to help your kids focus on Jesus this week. I'm going to start with something that I haven't really ever started with, and it's a song that we sang at church yesterday. I am, I go to a church called Antioch. I'm actually wearing this shirt. I didn't plan it, but um, I, I wrote our worship pastor, Kaylin, this morning and said, can you please send me the lyrics? These would be excellent for our homeschool moms to use for copy work. So before I dive into how do we walk with Jesus through Holy Week, how do we love with Jesus through Holy Week, how do we model that and mentor that with our kids? I want to share a song. I may start crying. Um, it's called, it's called Behold the Lamb. And it's just a beautiful picture of the sacrifice that Jesus made. Just the love that God has poured on us that we never want to take for granted. And I'm going to share the video. I'm just going to share the video that has no pictures. It is just you listening to the audio. I would highly encourage you. It'll be in the show notes or the video notes wherever you're watching or listening. Um, it will just listen to it. Now, I'm going to read these words. I'm also going to um, take this and turn it into a Google Doc. And I would encourage you to let your kids copy this, to talk about what the words mean. Because the words, yes, they have some literal meanings, but there are such deep meanings and so much symbolism in this um, song. No, you're not going to find it anywhere else because if I remember correctly, it is our worship team that actually wrote this song. Who? Behold the Lamb. <laughs> um, Lord, you spoke the promise for every generation, a kingdom for your glory, a blessing for all nations. We're waiting. We're waiting. You brought an... I would sing this, but you wouldn't want me to because people don't like to stand next to me while I'm singing, but that doesn't stop me from worshiping God. But um, So I'm just reading this to you. So I hope you will get the words and all. You brought us out of Egypt. Lord, we have remembered. We long to see your word fulfilled, to hear your voice again. We're waiting. We're waiting. Do you remember that there was 400 years but of total silence? I mean, I've had silence for seven years in our family, and that's hard. I cannot even imagine 400 years. So as you go through this, think about how this applies to your family. From the wilderness, a voice was calling. Prepare the way, for the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. Behold the Lamb who takes away the sins of the earth. 
Behold the king who will, whose reign will be for all eternity. Behold him. Behold him. Behold the lamb. Behold the lamb. And I would stop there with your kids and talk about what does the word behold mean. Go look it up if you don't know. Is he really our Messiah? This man full of compassion who reaches for the leper and calls for the sinner friend? We're watching. He's teaching of a kingdom worth more than every treasure. He tells us to be ready. We've been waiting for so long. We're ready. Are you ready for Jesus' return? Is your family ready? From Jerusalem, a voice was calling. Lay down your cloak, for the king is coming. The king is coming. That was yesterday, Palm Sunday. He is coming. Why now is our lion led away like a lamb? He erased the dead. Now won't free his own bound hands. Is this how he saves us? By accepting death? All the hope that he gave us now poured out on the sand. Where are you? Where are you? Beyond the garden tomb, a voice was calling, Don't be afraid. Go tell them all I'm coming. Tell them all. Behold the lamb who takes away the sins of the earth. Behold the king whose reign will be for all eternity. Behold him. Behold him. Behold him. Prepare prepare the way. Christ is coming. Every heart will know that he is worthy. Prepare the way. The king is coming. And join the elders cry that he is holy. He is holy. He is holy. He is holy. Behold him. Behold him. Behold him. Behold him. Behold the lamb. Now, I normally don't start so emotionally, but I just, I just don't ever want to take Jesus' sacrifice and love and God the Father's love and the Holy Spirit work through all of that for granted. Now, I want to tell you, and I'll tell you in a few more minutes, my, one of my favorite hymns is Christ the Lord is Risen Today. That is an awesome hymn, and if your kids don't know that, I'm not going to read that one to you, but go use that one for copy work. Those are Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Um, anyway. That's all pointing towards Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. What I want to do now is back up. It is now Monday. Yesterday we celebrated Palm Sunday, Jesus' triumphant um, entry into Jerusalem. Today is the day he is cleansing the temple, Monday, of all the, um, the money changers and all. We'll talk about that in a minute. But how do you walk this week? How do you prepare for, for what we are walking through? And we really focus on... God, one of the things God has told me many times when it comes to the word walk is to slow down and walk with me. Not in front of me, not behind me. He says he walks with me. I One of the things I have done is I am reading my Bible. I'm not afraid to write my Bible. In fact, I bought a journaling Bible just so I could use all my colored pens and write all sorts of things. But every time I see the Lord is with me, or he walked with me, or he did something with me. I am always underlining it, and then I put a little square around the word with. We need to realize that God is with us in the good times and the bad times. Underline it. Have your kids start to pay attention to that. It is amazing to see how often God says, I am with you. I never leave you nor abandon you. 
It is all day long he is with us. Are you walking with him on a regular basis? Just short little talks. Maybe it's just walking to the bathroom. Maybe it is washing a, a plate and remembering, God, thank you for being with me. Help me with whatever the next thing is in my day. And share these ideas with your kids so they begin to walk with him every single day all the time. There are so many verses on walking with God. Walk was my word for the day, I want to say about three years ago. And um, he just showed me a lot of things. I thought it was going to be the word encourage, but he said, no, I want you to pay attention to the word walk. Let me just share four verses real quickly. Micah 6, 8. The Lord has told you what is good and that what he is, requires of you. To do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. We need to humble ourselves. We need to surrender ourselves. We need to lay aside the weights and the sins that entangle us. And in humility, God does. Uh, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Are you humble? I will tell you one of my greatest sins that I have struggled with for decades is pride. And God just whacks it away. I was in church a few weeks ago, and we were singing. And I just had to sit down in the middle of the song and just pray to God and say, God, please keep pruning away my pride, you know? And there are, shame is uh, uh, rooted in pride because it's all about us. I want God to remove all my pride and I want to surrender myself to him because when I surrender myself to him, oh my gosh, joy, peace, freedom, healing, victory, who doesn't want that? Are you encouraging? First of all, are you modeling and mentoring? humility and then are you encouraging that in your kids in a positive way i'm not saying whack them or do be humble but modeling and mentoring can go a long way more is caught than taught all right here's what my favorite walk verses first john 1 7 if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus his son purifies us or cleanses us from all our sin Jesus is the light of the world, John 8, 12. One of my prayers every week, sometimes multiple times a week, is that our family will walk, walk in the light of the world, Jesus. Walk to the light of Jesus in his Holy Spirit. That we will walk and slow down and listen to him. And that our home is filled with the light so people that come in it can walk into the light of the world. Are you shining the light for Jesus? What do people see when they see you? All right, Deuteronomy 5.33. Walk in obedience to all the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will uh, possess. This is all about walking in obedience. That's where we need to slow down. We need to listen and then we need to hear him not just that obey the three of the words i was reading through deuteronomy i wrote i read chronologically each year this is about the third or fourth year um but deuteronomy there were three words that just kept coming back to me remember listen and obey we need to remember the good works of jesus especially when things are hard and that will keep us focused and it may not be personally in my life but there are so many good things you can read in the bible god is a good god and when we remember his good works we remember that he is good um, we need to listen to him and pay attention to him. And when we listen to him, we don't want to ignore him. We want to obey him. And I will be honest, there are times I'm like, okay, God, I know you want me to surrender that, but I'm going to be selfish. I don't have enough godly sorrow over my sin. I don't know about you, but that's how I am sometimes. And that's wrong. 
and I, that's why I just pray. And I'm saying it out loud. Maybe that will humble me in some of those areas that I have not surrendered. So we need to walk in humility, walk in the light, walk in obedience. And then I've already mentioned this, um, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We need to walk in the good works that he has, in, he has planned for us. You are a masterpiece, an art masterpiece, like over in the Louvre French uh, Museum or in the National Gallery of Art. You are a greater masterpiece than that. And he has created you, a new person. Walk in your newness of life putting on our new self and leaving our old self dead and buried at the Christ, walking in righteousness, putting that breastplate of righteousness in on. So four things you could talk to your kids. You could use one of these verses every day and talk to your kids about walking with God, walking in humility, walking in the light, walking in obedience, and walking in good works. I want to follow that up, and then we're going to go with some fun, practical things, even brought up jar of peanut butter to show you some of my practical ideas. Okay, love. We need to walk in Jesus. We need to love. We are called to love and serve others. How will you love others this week? How will you model love in front of your kids? First, we need to love God, and the way we love God is by obeying. What else can we do? John 13, 34 says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And I won't go into 1 Corinthians 13. Some of y'all know that's my daily prayer for our family. But if you want to know what love truly is, you want to show that with your kids, go read 1 Corinthians 13. It will give you very practical ways to put on love the perfect bond of unity. He also says in Ephesians 5 to live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma. What are some ways that you could sacrifice yourself and show love to those around you? Show love to your family and then show love to others as well. What are some things you could do this week? I would encourage you to make a list of them. I'm, don't get so busy that you're so busy doing this you can't even have a relationship with God this week. Find one or two things you could do to love others well. Find something creative. Maybe it is making those resurrection rolls that I showed you in our little cooking class last week. And you can go look at that video or listen to the podcast. But maybe you want to make resurrection rolls and give it to your neighbor kids. Maybe it is planting an Easter garden. And I will just show you that right now. And then we won't show it later. I showed you this a couple weeks ago. You could make um, a resurrect uh, a Easter garden like this. And if you're on the podcast, you'll just have to click the link and see what it is. But we've got a little cross here. We have a tomb right now. The stone is covering it. But on Sunday morning, you're going to take that off with a little path of rocks. I got fake flowers, but when I've made it with my grandkids last week, year, we just went to Dollar Tree, and I got a bucket at Dollar Tree for each one of them. And then I went and got, actually, I didn't even get soil. I just found some old plants that had died and used the soil from there. They each got to pick out some plants. We made the plants. We found some branches uh, in the yard we made our own little crosses and made little stones and all that stuff so that's a great object lesson to be able to talk to your kids go ahead and make it now and talk about it through the week let's review holy week first of all walk with god 
and then love and serve others. Now I want to move into Passion Week, Holy Week, and then we're going to talk about some more practical things, some things you could actually do in your homeschool as well. Yesterday was Sunday, Palm Sunday. He was a king and a humble servant. Monday, Jesus weeps over Jerusalem and he cleanses the temple. On Tuesday, Judas makes a deal, that's tomorrow, to betray Jesus. Wednesday is the day of preparation for Passover. Thursday is Passover. Talk about this in a second. Lord's Supper, Garden of Gethsemane, and Judas betrays. Then Jesus goes to trial, and he is on the cross on Saturday. Um, well, at that time, then the tomb has been sealed, and the guard is up. But on Sunday, God, Jesus conquers sin and death. He is alive. The tomb is empty. And that's what's great about those little resurrection rolls as well. So let's talk about three things. Last Supper, the cross, and the resurrection. Last Supper, eating a meal together was the last thing he did with his friends. How will you use food and a feast this week to celebrate Easter? You could celebrate the Passover. I should have brought my plate. I have this beautiful plate. I'll show you a picture of it later. But that would be something you could do. But maybe doing a full-blown Lord's Supper. We I don't know that we ever really did a full-blown one. But we did do different things. You could do a full Passover. Or you could just serve parts of the meal and talk about Passover. It's real. Most grocery stores have a little matzo ball soup recipe. I mean, kit, and you could just make it like that. You could go buy matzo bread, which is flat bread with sort of brown stripes and piercing. And you could break it into three pieces. I've done this with my grandkids. And talk about the middle piece. That's Jesus Christ. He is broken, and we can break it. And you can actually hear the cracking. I have a couple books I want to show you uh, that you might want to um, share with your kids as well. There are many on the Passover. But this one right here is, this is the Passover. It's, these are two new ones that I've not ever seen before. Uh, pictures by Santiago Cohen. But what I like about it is at the front of this, it tells you what all the pieces of the Passover are. It also is sort of a rhyme. In other words, you're going to repeat this. This is the matzo, crisp and fine. This is a cup with, that we fill with wine, which goes on the Seder table. And then these are the Haggadah. Haggadahs, which tell the story of slavery, suffering, and final glory. That with the cup we fill with wine and the matzo crisp and fine go on the Seder table. So it will continue, sort of a sing-song thing, but you can see they're adding all the parts of a Seder meal, which is um, a Passover. So that's one that you could really get into and see the different meanings. This is a new one I had never seen. It's a little golden book, but it's a big one. It's called Passover, A Celebration of Freedom. I actually found it because I was looking for books on the Ten Commandments. I was finishing up my Ten Commandment, Moses and the Ten Commandment unit study. And this one really does go back to Egypt and talks about the original Passover. And it's got beautiful pictures. Here's one. Let's see. I think this is, oh, this is, they've already gotten out of Egypt. They're about to part the Red Sea. And then we go back to current times. So it goes through the, all the different plagues. And that's what, not the Ten Commandments. I was looking for Ten Commandments for something today. It's Moses and the Ten Plagues. And that's what this is all about as well. So use some of that. Make matzo balls for the soup. Another thing you might do is wash each other's feet. That is very humbling and serving. I have a post of nine things you could do on Monday, Thursday, which is Thursday of this week. I will leave the link, and you can find it wherever you're listening or watching. Last Supper, Passover, there's one day. The cross, this is um, 
I would encourage you to do some daily Bible readings if you don't have a daily Bible reading schedule. We have a free one. I was going to find it right here in all of my stuff. Well, I'm going to drop everything. Anyway, y'all seen me show this daily Bible reading. It actually started yesterday, and you can use it to um, just read for devotions every single day, and it'll tell you some things to, um, that you can do. The resurrection eggs I showed you last week and the resurrection rolls. Another thing that I have recommended, and I actually, it is on sale for two days, is our Skies of the Cross. That is for older kids. I am going to show you a little craft activity with food in just a second. But you might want to do the Skies of the Cross Bible study here. It's a family Bible study. Junior high and high school could do it independently. Elementary kids could do some of it, but you might want to do it as a family. It's going to go through the blood moons, the solar and lunar eclipses. So you're going to tie in science with Bible and history and bring it all the way up to the 20th century. Um, you can use code EASTER23 um, and you can get it for only $17. And it is going to include a lot more than just that because you'll also get the feast chart. You will get um, our activities. You'll get the 209 Easter activities and several other little things as well. Now, I'm going to show you a quick little project that you could do with your kids. I didn't. I don't have this one done, but I'll show you one. Some of y'all won't do this one. But you can just take a graham cracker, spread frosting on it. You could use jelly beans or whatever you, candy you want and make a cross um, on there. The other thing you could do, for those of you that would like to be healthier, you could get um, a piece of toast and you could use make it avocado toast if you want to or you could get a piece of toast and put peanut butter on it or you could do what i'm about to do right now if i can pull it out and that is take a graham cracker break it in half and then we actually i did this with one of my grandkids uh landry a few weeks ago and i took pictures of it this peanut butter does not spread real well it's actually very healthy for you because it's almond cashew whatever but what you basically are wanting you want to cover whatever you're using with something that will stick that's going to be your glue all right so i've got a graham cracker i've covered it a little bit with my peanut butter and then the next thing i'm going to do now i will tell you when if you've got preschoolers, it is not going to necessarily look like you think it's supposed to look, and that's okay. It's the process and the talking with your kids about whatever's going on. But you can take your um, graham cracker, and then you're, for healthier people, you can take your raisins, and that is what Landry did, and she made her little cross here. So there you get one side, and then on each side of the cross, you put one more raisin, and then all of a sudden you sort of have a healthy cross or if you prefer you can do the frosting cross anyway that's just a fun thing but it's not just to do it and go on talk about why did jesus have to die on the cross because if he i mean he was sweating blood then before he went to the cross not please take this from me but not my will but your will and so you need to ask questions and talk about this as well. Um, so the other thing our Easter Skies of the Cross does with our Bible reading plan is it gives you questions for every day this week that you can actually talk to. So we've got Last Supper, we have the cross, and then we have Resurrection. 
so that is on Sunday. That is something you can use and use your garden if you want to as well. Resurrection rolls, make those rolls on Saturday night. Take that dough, wrap it around the marshmallow, let it rise, and then when you cook them, the marshmallow has melted away. Another thing you could do, um, especially if you want to tie it into homeschool, is tie it into art. Some of my favorite books that I use for this time period is The Glorious Impossible. I may have shown this to you last week. I can't really remember. But anyway, this actually goes through, let's find, um, well here, this is The Mocking of Christ. And what I like about this is this is actual scripture right on the side. So you've got a fresco by an artist named Giotto. And Giotto was in the, right before the Res um, Renaissance time period. Here's another one of his frescoes. And I would just like do one of these a day. And it's not hard. Just ask your kids, what do you see in the picture? And talk about the artwork itself. It, you don't have to make it complicated. Just say, tell me what you see. What do you think? What What is the artist trying to convey? Very simple things like that. The other um, book that we have had, we have stories from the Old Testament and stories from the New Testament. Again, these this isn't all frescoes, but when we go over here, okay, well, here's one. This is Agony in the Garden. And so with Agony in the Garden, again, we've got the scripture written right here next to it that you can actually read. You can go over here, and then this is Jesus, and uh, woman, why do you weep? There, I'm, I'm just showing you a couple of them, but those would be a few things that you could do. Hymns, like I said, Behold the Lamb. I will put the link to the actual audio, and I will give you the words to Behold the Lamb. Just a beautiful song. Um, obviously, I'm starting to cry over it. Other hymns you could use, Christ the Lord is risen today. In Christ alone, I will rise. Um, I've got a blog post called Preparing for Easter, and it has all of this information. I will be sure to include that in the description. And then finally, I would encourage you to celebrate on Sunday. Have an Easter feast. Have a party. Some of your churches do that. I know our church will have a big picnic and a party and a true celebration. They will have a somber, more of a communion-type celebration because, uh, let's face it, the death of Jesus is a very somber moment. But by the time we get to Sunday, we need to celebrate it. We will have each, well, when my kids were home, even when they were like in college or high school, we still had their friends over, especially college kids that didn't have any place to go. We'd have our parents here. We'd have my nieces and nephews over. Whoever was here, we invited them over. And it was a feast. Just like Jesus had a meal at the Last Supper, we are going to have a meal because there is something about feasting together to truly celebrate. So is there something you can do special to make it a special day? Now, you're probably going, but I'm not a cook, Carrie. I don't cook like you. Well, that's okay. I mean, go get a frozen meal. and I mean, I don't care, even if it's lasagna. Do something to make it special. And I'll be really honest. You could go get honey-baked ham. It's already cooked for you. Go to the deli and just get that. And then all you need to do is maybe add some mashed potatoes, some green beans, a salad, and go buy an angel food cake that's already there and add some whipped cream and some strawberries. You got your whole meal right there. Super easy. Or let your kids that like to bake, bake dessert for you. So there's just so many things you can do. What will you do to encourage your kids to um, walk with God this week? 
to love others? How will you model and mentor for your kids walking with God each day of Holy Week and loving others? And then what's one activity? Don't do all the things I've shown you. One thing that you might do this year that could become a tradition. The resurrection rolls were definitely a tradition in our house and the um, Easter eggs, resurrection eggs. The garden I didn't find till the kids were later. So that's something I've started to try to do with my grandkids. I'll be going to see them on Saturday and hopefully we'll be able to make a little Easter garden that they can put on their back porch and remember um, the different parts of the story of what Jesus has done for them. We all deserve to die because of our sin. But Jesus loved us so much, he made a sacrifice for us. And he atoned that. And he redeemed us. And he is the resurrection and the life. I am Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break. Talk to you next time.